Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode one, two, three. Whee! One day, I shall come back. Oh, dear. We are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant, yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy, howdy, do who fans? And welcome back into 2017. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you. To see you. I <laughs> uh, hope you both guys have had a fantastic Christmas and a great New Year. Hope you got some cool Who merch. Yeah. Saw a couple of pics on Facebook that you guys had put on, uh, which looks pretty good. Looked yeah, pretty some good. of our listeners posted pics of what they got, didn't they? Which yeah. looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them did quite well, seeing as there's not a great deal of merch out there at the moment. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. It's yeah. Quite hard pushed, especially for people who know you're a Doctor Who fan. It's like, I want to get him something for Christmas. And I know he's into Doctor Who, but there's absolutely nothing out there <laughs> really <laughs> worth getting. What did he get? Yeah. What hasn't he got? That sort of thing, isn't it? Exactly. What can I get him that he hasn't already got? Yeah. That's it. That's, the struggle is real. Did you um? Did you get any Who stuff for Christmas? I did. Did you? I got one thing. What did you get? It was a new desktop calendar. You know, you tear one off every day. Oh, I treated myself to that because I'll tell you yeah. what, actually, um, because you posted a picture of last year's hmm. of of the calendar, that rip off one, and I thought I I like the look of that, so I actually um I saw it in the sale last weekend, so I bought it. I thought oh, I'll get that one this year because it's really nice. Hmm. Yeah. Except this morning I tore off two pages at once, so I'm now on the fifth. <laughs> well, sometimes I forget. I forget for a few days. I think yeah. last year, I think I forgot for about two weeks to tear a page off. And I ended up having to really struggle to try and tear off two weeks worth. Oh, right. But yeah. I did it in the end. I felt quite, yeah. Yeah, I got visions vis- of you. Like, God. Like, like somebody trying to rip the yellow pages in half. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. used to do that. Yeah. But, um, weird thing with that, though, is, is it? Because mine is so far, it's all been like the first Doctor, um, the yep. Daleks, and the Lifter. So, what was it last year then? Because it seems like they're just doing it in chronological this year. So, what what was it last year? Yeah, last year it was just random quotes from random Doctors. Okay, so this year they've sort of gone. Yeah, chronologically, I think. Chronologically, it looks like it so far. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you on the right day? You said you're looking four. over at it. Yeah. Oh, you are a number four. Yeah. yeah, so we're recording today, January the 4th, and actually, it's a good point, um, last year, well, for the bulk of last year, up until, I think it was about September, we recorded on a Thursday, um, but these days, um, because of work and all the rest of it, we typically record on a Wednesday, so yeah. just bear that in mind, so when we put the 
Facebook posts out on the Twitter and so on and say, we're reviewing X episode, what do you reckon? You've got until sort of early Wednesday to get your stuff in. Yeah, that's right. So I was meant to I was meant to bring that point up about three months ago. <laughs> but, I but time flies. Yeah. It does fly. It does fly. Yeah. Yes. So, like I said, hope you guys have had a really good uh, uh, Christmas and New Year, and you're all set up now and ready to get rocking and rolling for whatever you want to mm. do in 2017. Adam and I love this time of year because it's uh, we've we've got a clean sheet in the mm. old review uh, the review stack of what's coming up. We've got a, a plan ahead. We've got stuff we want to do. It's exciting yeah. times. It is. I was just saying to Gary actually before we kicked off recording, I we I looked at the opened up the computer last night, and there's our our schedule for this year all blank uh, you know and I thought oh it's exciting so we started putting in all the doctors that we're going to do in the order that we do them because uh, it probably seems like a random order to you guys but we believe it or not we know what we're doing <laughs> there's method <laughs> so in the started, madness there there is um yeah. so I started filling in all the doctors uh, in their strange order and um and I was just really excited I was like yeah I love this we've got a whole blank sheet to fill in of stories to watch for the year um, and also, we're going to get our YouTube channel up and going this year. We've already got a plan of um, a couple of vids that we're going to do for that, uh, which I'm excited about. Some commentaries we're going to do, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. I do like the start. I do like the start of New Year. Exciting stuff. It is good stuff. We've got a new website on the way, which will be up and running very shortly. Hopefully, um, as part of that, we'll have the merch shop attached to it. Yeah. If you want to buy a big blue box pencil case. Desk tidy. Oh, on a raid. No, I'm joking. no, if you want to buy teas and stuff like that, they'll be up soon as well with a new website. And then that will kick off the YouTube. Yeah, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good times. Yeah. yeah. Get ourselves out to some conventions this year as well. Yeah, I've already been planning it. I was, um, I was on mm. Twitter with Show Masters yesterday. I was bugging them about when are they going to bring Collectomania back to Milton Keynes because that's only up the road from me. Yeah. And uh, they said no. Did they? Uh, they said. Huh. Um, no. Oh. Like, okay. Scrap no, I idea. think there is. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've heard stuff, <laughs> stuff that I won't go into because it could be libelous. I've heard there was a, a few issues behind the scenes there. Um, I don't know how much of it's true, so I think um, I think they've just decided to knock knock it on the head. Show um, masters in general, or just Milton Keynes? No, just Milton Keynes because they moved it. It used to be inside the shopping centre, and then they moved it to the big stadium outside. Because I remember the last time I went to one there it was is in the big stadium. That's right, and yeah. uh, and it was a really bad rainy day, and Peter Davison was there in one of those little gazebo thingies <laughs> yeah. and it was blowing around all over the place and he really didn't look like a happy chap. Um, but I didn't blame him. It was just horrific. So all, they're all sat in these like little tents all around the stadium, just getting battered by oh. this rain and wind. So I don't know. I don't think that's the reason they're not going. I think it's something, something else, um, some behind the scenes stuff with the, with the organizers. But yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'm not surprised to hear they're not going to be there. Yeah. Normally, um, when they reply to people, they say, well, if you check the forum, that's got mm. the plan for our events coming up and so on. But no, this was just a no. Uh, one a thing is cool, no. though, in March, uh, we we should arrange some kind of meetup because me and the missus are doing a, a, a run competition for St. David's Day in All right. Cardiff, Cardiff on Sunday, the 5th of March. And that weekend is the Collectomania event in Cardiff. 
Oh, right. Okay. So that could be a cool one to uh, get a load of fans over there. Mm, yeah, and do that experience before it, it shuts. Oh. Yeah, I know. When is that closing? It's oh, the, it's middle of the year, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I don't think they've put yeah. a date on it. It's just summertime. No. The end of summer, I think, when yeah. we read it out. Yeah. So It'd be terrible yeah. if it closes around the same time as the new series starts. <laughs> be a bit of a... A bit of a uh, double whammy, wouldn't it? Because I'm thinking, when will the new series start? I was thinking this when I was filling in the schedule yesterday. I was thinking, when does the new series start? Because I, I don't want to go too far in the schedule because we'll have to erase it all. But What if I got April in my head? Well, I'm thinking that. I had a, have a feeling we were told it was going to be earlier because last time Series 9 went out quite late in the year and it also went out quite late at night, didn't it? That's right. So yep. I've got a feeling it's um, yeah, I've got a feeling it's around that time as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I th- I'm sure April's it's in my head for some some reason. It it could be mm. a bit later than that, but yeah, yeah. The series ten once that's done, yeah. they could have filled up, filled it all up with some new props and costumes from series ten. Yes, and all that. Yeah, it's still cutting. That's that cuts me deep. Mm. You cut me deep. Me too. You cut me real deep. Me too. I saw a friend actually over over. Um, christmas or new year i forget which now um in in the blurriness a friend i hadn't seen for a long time he's a big doc two fan um and he was like saying oh we ought to go to that we ought to go to that thing next year <laughs> i was like do you mean the doc two experience so yeah that's yeah the one in cardiff so yeah you know it's shutting do he's like what no way he was like oh my god right yeah. let's get down there let's book it on yeah so do need yeah. to do that it's just a shame that the council have pulled the funding on it or yeah. pulled the lease sorry yeah. It's a real shame. Maybe yeah. I'm not, there was a Kickstarter thing, wasn't there? No, not a Kickstarter. There was a an online there petition. Was a petition. Yeah, there was. Yeah, and that got a fair few thousand people signed up to it. Whether it's it will go anywhere, I'm not sure. But these things. I tend guess to, say, uh, yeah, nicest will in the world. Petitions are all very well meaning, but they unfortunately don't. They rarely have any actual effect on anything. I don't think. Yeah. Um, although it's uh, <clears throat> very well meaning, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely try and get down there before that shuts and. We will definitely. Who's, who's be at there. that event, by the way? Uh, who's I don't at the know. Event? Uh, well, uh, oh. McCoy and, and, and Colin. <clears throat> Given. Uh, yeah, I think Nicola Bryan and. Oh, Nicola Bryan. Yeah, and a couple of other people. They haven't announced too many guests yet because it's a few months away, but they normally start yeah. putting them on, don't they, a couple of months before. They do, so, yes. Yeah, so I'll be in Cardiff that weekend. So if, if our fans want to have a meet up and do the experience, potentially that'll probably be our chance to do it before it closes. Yeah. Um, then that'd be good. But otherwise, yeah, we'll probably end up at the big London Comic Con, won't we? When's that? June, July? Uh, end of July. So excited for that, actually. That'd really. Cut. After last year, I just like, I mean, there isn't even, there's there's some great guests been announced. I mean, there hasn't been anybody that I've been like really desperate to meet, but I just can't wait to go again and, and be part of the, we had such a good time last year, didn't it was we? was great. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that Matthew Waterhouse has been added, though, <laughs> which I knew you'd be thrilled about. Yeah. So I love Matthew Waterhouse. And I'm not even joking. He's I love right. Adric. He's all right. Well, actually, love's probably too strong a word, but I yeah, <laughs> like it. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. The old brat Ad- himself. Old Adric. Yeah, uh, talking of Adric, um, I picked up uh, a couple of big finish um, uh, bits yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because I thought I'd kick off the new year by playing catch-up and also ordering some new stuff. So I picked up this story called Cold Fusion. He's in it, isn't he? He is, yeah. So it's Davison and McCoy. But it's mm. also like the the Davis and Tardis team. So it's got uh, Nissa and Tegan and, and Adric in it. So I'm really looking forward to listening to that one. It sounds quite interesting. 
That's one. Is that one of the novel adaptions? Yes. Is that one based on the? I don't know if it was it the New Adventures, the Virgin Adventures, something like that. Yes. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I'm interested in that one. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's got Davison McCoy. Matthew Adric. Waterhouse. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the whole the, lot, yeah. How does that work? I'm just, yeah, because I haven't read the book or anything, so I'm quite intrigued by that one. Yeah, well, apparently it's um, one of the doctors, I think it's McCoy, is fresh out of a regeneration. Mm. And the time period that he stumbles upon, he bumps into Davison's oh. doctor. Oh, right, okay. So it sounds really, that's why I picked it up, because I thought, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 And also it's... picked up the first Torchwood because I need to start getting the Torchwood stuff in. So I picked up The Conspiracy, you know, the first story that they brought out. Yeah, yeah. When was that? Yeah. In 2015, I think, at the end of... Gosh, is it already? The, the John Barrowman mm. single story. Mm. Yeah. I saw you were listening to Order of the Daleks as well. Yes, I've got the first part listened on that. Yeah, what do you reckon of it so far? Very good so far. Yeah, I, I listened to that ooh, towards the end of last year, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, so good one. Yeah, I saw you listening to that, because we both loved the cover didn't we and yeah. i bought it just because of the cover but thankfully it turned out to be a really good story as well yeah no it's good i love colin on well we've said it many times colin is outstanding on big he finish is. we've even told him it, <laughs> what, was that uh that was london film comic con wasn't it where we were just that's right babbling yep. on at him and he was like yeah thanks very much <laughs> was please quite, move on and let's uh, let yeah he was queue. quite modest yeah he's like <laughs> yeah please let somebody else in the queue get an autograph all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think events for 2017 and also we'll uh one of us or both of us will probably be, will probably be out to the smaller ones like we did the last couple of years as well yeah. so Santa mm. planet phantom films those guys yes they do some great little ones dotted around really i'm sure get some good ones, yeah. yeah i'm sure we'll end up at the at the copthorn in slough stroke windsor <laughs> Yeah, the old them. Paradise Towers, as I call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. Although, having said that, Tenth Planet have moved their next event to a different venue. So, I don't know if they're not using Copthorne anymore. But, it's actually um, in Windsor now, is it? No, no, it's not. At, no, no, nothing so nothing so extravagant, Gary. But, no, it's um, no, they've moved it to, oh, I don't know. So, I can't remember. Somewhere completely different. Um, but, yeah, some did you... Did you know somebody spotted that the <laughs> Copthorne Hotel is in the Five-ish Doctors? You know, the Peter Davidson thing? Is it? Yeah. Is it really? If it goes to the bar. Yeah. I, I didn't notice either. Oh. I, I haven't watched Five-ish Doctors for a while. I need to give it another watch, actually. But yeah, so they probably filmed a bit while they were there doing ah. conventions there, yeah. I did not so, know yeah. that. I'm, to be fair, I haven't seen yeah. that in it a while. It is cool, you know? though. The Five-ish Doctors. I haven't watched that in a while. No, we're nor have I. Yeah, uh, it's interesting actually. It's they, um, uh, Peter Davison mentions it in his book. The whole thing around the five ah, doctors yes. and uh, leading up to it, and how it almost never got made. Mm. Yeah, because uh, it was actually Colin that almost threw a spanner in the works. Oh yeah, I remember. Was, I remember he touched on that in the Doctor magazine as well. Yeah, yeah, because he was saying that Colin insisted that his family were in the program. That's right. And, and the BBC wanted them out. That's right. And the BBC were like, you've got to be joking. <laughs> and Colin was like, well, it's that or the whole thing's off. So Davison, <laughs> Davison's pleading with the one of the producers at the Beeb to say, look, we've got to just keep him happy. Can we just do a, a small scene somewhere where he's chatting to his, to his girls and whatever? 
And I thought, oh, wow. Oh, Cole. No one says no to Colin. Never. <laughs> Never. Unless I want a backhander. <laughs> I do not mess with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, I, I'll need to get that. I know what I'm very excited about the events. Like you said, you mentioned Phantom there. I'm looking forward to seeing who they get this year because they get some, they're a very small event and they get, (laughs) they get some great people and they get some really obscure people as well. So it's a really good mix. I mean, (laughs) you'd look at the list and there'll be people there. You think, well, he was only in like, you know, a really small part, but then there'll be somebody there who's like, oh, he's there. I've always wanted to meet him, you know, because he never does them and he was only in a small part. So it, it really appeals to loads of people, the fandom event. I mm. can't wait to see who they get this year. And they get, but they also get big people like they got Tom Baker, obviously, Dash, Daphne Ashbrook. Daphne. Um, <laughs> Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> they get loads of, yeah, they get really varied people. So look forward to their events this year. Mm. Well, they've got their signing spectaculars lined up. Yeah. For yeah. Um, you know the Chiswick uh, venue, yeah. I do. Yeah, they've got them lined up to May. No guests yet, but they've got the dates already done for February, March, April, May. So, yeah, we'll look forward to those. I, I've actually no word of a lie. I've actually already put the dates in my diary because <laughs> I have a half spin on about booking holidays, and I was I always like to just keep an eye <laughs> on these things to make sure they don't clash. You know, secretly. Just like, oh, I've got something on that weekend. Can't possibly <laughs> go to Spain. <laughs> yeah. Chiswick, there's no... holiday in the sun. The sad thing is I'd rather be in Chiswick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not one for... I'm not one for holidays. I'm a bit like BA from the A team. I have to be given a drugged burger to to be got on a plane. I don't like flying. Yeah. yeah. But I love it when I'm there. It's just, yeah, you just want to snap your fingers and be there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Actually, I was thinking that your your partner's the same, isn't she? She's She doesn't like flying, does she? She hates it. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw a picture of you two, because you've just come back from Canada, and I saw a picture of you two on the plane, and I could... I could tell that I could almost sense the dread in, in that face. I thought yeah. oh, I can totally relate to that. That's me normally. Yeah. On yeah. the plane. She's fine once we're up, you know, and we're cruising and the plane's leveled out. But that yeah. first bit, like takeoff and that, she's dreadful. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. See, I'm, the, I'm actually, I'm the opposite because I'm, I'm fine with the flight and the takeoff, but I'm the whole time we're up in the air, I'm gripping the seat, expecting the plane to fall out the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate uh, which of course is very unlikely for anyone that's listening to Seraphod Flying it's <laughs> yeah, very unlikely anyone that's due to to depart soon yeah it's very extremely unlikely yeah. you've got more more chance of being hit by Bessie out in the street <laughs> than a plane falling out the sky yes yeah Indeed. talking of um, flying <laughs> shall we land <laughs> oh, i was gonna say yeah we, we, the waffle is well and truly started yeah, in 2017 waffle, yeah <laughs> should we land it and do the news let's land it first up Young budding artists out there, or old artists, whatever, uh, mm. you can get your work featured in a new book called Doctor Who, The Illustrated Adventures. So they are asking, so Penguin Books, they are asking for uh, any kind of artwork that fans are into, whether it's sketching, painting, digital art, whatever. Uh, they are asking 
uh, you guys to contribute to a new book that's out towards the end of the year. Uh, so it's called Doctor Who, The Illustrated Adventures. And what they're doing, they've taken 100 uh, Doctor Who stories and they want to feature a piece of artwork to reflect that particular episode or story. And I think this is quite good. I think it's a good way to to get fans involved because uh, normally when I'm having a look through Twitter or Facebook, I always see loads of fan artwork. Yeah, me too, yeah. Literally yeah. every day, whether it's, a, like I said, a sketch or someone's done a cool desktop wallpaper or something like that, I always see some really good good stuff. So uh, I encourage all of you guys to to jump on it. We'll put a link in the show notes, but essentially if you head over to the website, uh, uh, the Penguin Books website, they've got a page there, and they've got a list of the 100 episodes that they are going to feature in the book. And they've also got a template for you to download so that your uh, artwork is the correct dimensions and, and all that stuff. And what they're going to do, they're going to pick... Uh, initially they said they were going to pick, I think it was about 20 odd, uh, 20 odd entries, um, to, to put in the book. But then they said that depending on how much quality comes in, uh, they may pick as many as over a hundred to use. So I think, you know, it's not a case of they've got a set number and if you don't make the cut, that's it. So, um, it's well worth sending in your stuff. So if you are, you know, if you're a regular, you know, sketcher or painter of, of doctor who stuff um or you're a photoshop guy and or, or lady and you're doing all that stuff uh this is a great chance to get your name and your artwork in a proper book mm. that will be on the and shelves penguin are a big they are one of the biggest um publishers aren't they so that is really cool it'll be a great thing to be a part of i should think i i agree with you actually i often see people on twitter posting their artwork um ben let for example host productions he's really into his art isn't he you've probably you've probably seen some of his stuff so yeah that's really good yeah um in fact somebody um said that they were going to put a bunch of stuff on our own facebook page oh kevin uh, a recent listener uh, kevin mullen uh, oh yeah he kevin. sent over a batch of um some really cool digital artwork stuff so yeah any of oh. you guys that are into it it's really oh, i think it would it'd be worth doing it's not mm. it's not an elite thing where they're looking for you know, the next Picasso or anything like that. It's literally no. just has to be, you know, a, a half decent, you know, a, a good looking piece of art. So uh, we will stick the notes, uh, the link in the show notes because um, the art, the URL is quite long. So, yeah. Um, yeah. If you go to penguin.co.uk and do a search on there for Doctor Who artwork, you probably find it. But uh, yeah, good way to start 2017. Yeah, definitely. Okay, in other news, uh, quite quite big news actually. At the end of um, this year's Christmas special, we got a series ten teaser trailer, um, and it was <laughs> it was quite 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 a lot going on in there. I thought, um, and it certainly gave us a lot more of um, our new companion, Bill. Uh, so it gave yeah. us quite a lot to sort of take in, I thought. Um, there's been quite a few breakdowns done on uh, social media about what's actually in there because the clips were really quick. I mean, I I tried to freeze frame some bits to get screen grabs and see what was actually in there. There was a lot thrown in that trailer. Um, and it I don't know about you, Gary, but it really, really got me excited for Series 10. I, I was quite... I, I liked the trailer. I thought, yes, looks like there's some good stuff in here. What about you? Did you think it was good? Um, yeah. 
Ooh, I, a bit hesitant. Was, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I didn't think mm. it, it didn't knock me off my feet, and I'm, and I'm okay. now, you know, I can't, I can't wait for it. <laughs> there seems to be an awful lot of corridors. Corridor, yeah, well, yeah, an awful lot, which I know is par for the course. Doctor Who, yeah. but there yeah. is a, uh, uh, there's a corridors all over the place, and we see the orange spacesuits again. Ah, oh, yeah, but they are different though. I think they look quite cool. Well, they are different in one of the episodes, but there's another clip where the TARDIS is out in a field or in a quarry, <laughs> I mm. assume, somewhere. And I think we did see the the classic orange suits. But oh, yeah. do we? Oh, okay, I may have missed that. But right. there is an episode where they're like gold with bits of orange on them, a different mm. one. Um, and then we've got an old Victorian-style one, uh, which, you know, seems to be a Moffat thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it looks like I'm. In, I'm more interested to see what's going on with Bill more than anything because this trailer mm. was very centered around because she's narrating over the trailer. Yeah. And so on. So I'm. I'm quite intrigued to see what they do with her character and how, and how that's going to mix with Nardole and the Doctor because he's in it as a regular, isn't he? He's now a. Mm. I would say he he's a companion now. Yeah. Because yeah, I would say that he's featured throughout the entire trailer in all the episodes. Mm. So we can safely say that he's a companion now. So it'd be interesting to see how that sort of goes along with the, it's essentially two brand new companions, but coming at it from completely different, you know, directions. So yes, yeah, so I'm interested mm. for that point of view, but overall, yeah, it just looked a bit, dare I say it, it looks a bit series seven ish. Oh, all right. To me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't know. really get that vibe. I I thought it looked uh, overall. I thought it looked quite good. My my initial impressions of Bill from the trailer um, weren't great. Mm. I have to say, I thought she se seemed a bit irritating. She's obviously going to be <laughs> asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, from uh, from from what from what we've been shown, um, I think it starts off of her serving chips or something, doesn't it? So she's going to be very down to earth. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've watched it a few times since, and uh, every time I watch it, I just can't decide if she's really annoying or really endearing. Do you know what I mean? I just I I have to wait till we see a proper episode. But I, I, yeah, my my opinion of Bill still still out there. I still haven't quite decided yet. Um, because I don't know, I just think she could. It depends how she's written. She comes across in that trailer as being a bit irritating. Um, a little bit, yeah. She's sort of yeah. like, "Where's this? What's that? What's this?" Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm still boat's still out on Bill at the minute. But no, I thought the trailer looked pretty good. I, I like the fact. That, I mean, I didn't spot the Mavellans. I know. I know everyone's like the Mavellans are back, and I was like, "Where?" <laughs> they were like, it was such a short clip. So uh, kudos to the guys who spotted that almost immediately. The trailer aired. Um, so the Mavellans are back, which is quite exciting. Yep. Um, yeah. There was, I thought overall the style looked good. I mean, there was some, there's some CGI, a lot of CGI in the clips, and I thought overall it looked good. There was one bit I had to screenshot it that did make me think of you because <laughs> we talk a lot about the effects being bad. There is one bit, and it is very quick, and it might be the bit you're talking about where this. Um, water explodes up from the ground and the TARDIS is next to it in, in what looks like a sort of quarry with loads of CGI on it. And it just looks terrible. It really does look mm -hmm. really badly done. I mean, I don't know what it will look like in the episode, but just from that one clip, I thought, oh, Gary will be laughing at that. Um, but overall, I thought the rest of it looked good. There's a nice shot of the Doctor and Bill walking towards this futuristic city in a field and stuff, which looked quite nice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and we've got these robots with the emoji faces, so it looks like the emoji rumour may be true. Not quite sure how I feel about that. 
Uh, what else yeah. did we get in there? There was a scene where there's loads of people inside the TARDIS. Yes, that's right. The, the doctor's got the shades on, isn't yeah. he? And he looks depressed, and there's loads of people behind him and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That seems quite the... interesting. I'm not sure if they're. Because you can see Bill in the background. She's down by, I think it's Bill anyway, and Nardo. They're down by the screens, down by the console. And the doctor's up on one of the um, walkways. And there's a guy sort yeah. of consoling him, it looks like. He's got his hand on his shoulder. But there's, the TARDIS seems packed with loads of people. Yeah. So that's You don't often see that. So that's no, I did think that. I was trying to work out because I was, again, screens, you know, paused it and was trying to see who was in there, but you can't see. Um, the thing that did surprise you was we saw a few clips from that, you know, Bill's introductory thing with the Dalek. Oh, yeah. In the corridors, which to me looked really cheap. I thought, well, it's just an introduction. You know, they've probably just done that on a set they already had. I was quite quite surprised to see that in it because I thought, oh, so it's actually from a proper episode then. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) just because I wasn't very impressed at all with that clip that we got of Bill, right. uh, the intro. I just, I thought it was, the dialogue was awful. I did, I thought it looked terrible in terms of production. But again, I just assumed it was knocked up as a quick intro. I didn't think it was part of a real episode. So I was surprised to see that in there. You know the bit I mean, don't you, in the corridor and <clears throat> the oh, Dalek no, yep. shooting them and they turn around and, yeah, I was just, I was like, oh, that's there. But, mm. <clears throat> no, overall though, overall, I, I don't know, got me excited. I thought, yeah, I think... Well, yeah, we'll see when we get into the review of the Christmas special. I think um, I could perhaps say a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, it got me excited for Series 10. Cool, man. That's good. Yeah. I wonder if they'll change the intro because they seem to do that every series, don't they? They have a little tweak or change it. Yeah. I hope they do. I'd like them to change the music. I'm still not a fan of Capaldi's theme. No. Um, Somebody asked me a while ago, you know, when we did our – when we changed our intro music, mm. somebody did say on Twitter, I think, or Facebook, why, why are you not using the, the new music? Because it sounds like a cat playing a broken violin. Yeah, well, I said, well, first of all, we're not, <laughs> I said, we're not allowed to. The, the, the clips that we use are, although they sound very close to the original music, they're actually uh, sort of fan-made. Mm. Um, so we wouldn't be allowed to use it anyway, but we just don't like it very much, do we? The no, new, I don't like it. No, this it. I thought it might grow on me, but it never, it never has. I mean, yeah. I don't, don't hate it by any means, but it, it, whenever it starts, I'm always like, I'm always, every time I hear it, I just think, oh, I hope we get a new theme soon. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I might forget to say this later, so I might as well say it now. I was, um, <laughs> I thought we'd get the Christmas baubles in the intro <laughs> uh, on the Christmas special, but we didn't. So we still got the same intro as well. Um, yeah, I'd like to see a new intro and theme, uh, if I'm honest, but I don't know. I can't see it happening, to be honest. I've got a feeling they'll just keep it, you know, to go with the rest of Capaldi's era. Well, I think that, well, certainly in the Moffat era, they've always changed it with each series. So if we stick to that convention, then Mm. we should, in theory, be getting a new, or if not slightly tweaked version. Yeah. Because I think the, I think... Uh, Eccleston and Tennant's first, they're t- I think they shared the same intro and theme, I believe. So series one and two are the same, I think. And it wasn't mm. until series three that they changed, that Murray Gold came up with that new sort of more bassier, a bit more yeah, drums and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. But certainly for Moffat, yeah, he's changed it every series. So who knows? 
see. Yeah, I'd really? like to see a tweaked version. Just something. Yeah. Yeah. Make it feel a bit fresh. A series ten trailer. Check it out on YouTube if you've not seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. Should we get those Daleks in? We've only got one bit of merch to talk through. Yes. Yeah. Let's see what they've got. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Talking of the Christmas special, mm. if you want to own it on Blu-ray, uh, all the deets have now been released as of a few days ago. Well, actually, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Uh, so you've uh, you've probably seen this, but if not, uh, the bonus material. Uh, for the DVD as well as the Blu-ray. Um, it's only got a couple of extras on it. Um, uh, the Doctor, a new kind of hero. Uh, this goes into... Um, uh, so it basically goes into the, the theory that the Doctor himself has no superpowers, um, but he can um, be sort of viewed alongside superheroes as a very heroic character and so on. Uh, so there's like a... I imagine it's with the moth and some other writers and a couple mm. of the actors about what makes the doctor, why is he viewed so much as a big sort of heroic character, even though he has no superpowers and so on. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is the return of Dr. Mysterio, uh, which is basically the making of like a behind the scenes thing, which you've probably seen a lot in the first teaser when they, I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when we were looking forward to a trailer, for the Christmas special, we actually got a trailer slash behind the scenes thing. And it's probably a bunch of that plus a bit more. And then some interviews with Capaldi and the Moff and Matt Lucas and so on. Uh, mm. So that to me, I think is the only, I mean, there's probably a couple of other little bits on there, but they're the main sort of special features for the yeah. Blu-ray, which is out at the end of Jan. Yeah. It's down for the 23rd. I That's think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was only laughing earlier because I mean the cover. Um, it's not a bad cover actually, but I was just laughing because um, there it's got the ghost smashing through the window and then Nardle, the Doctor, and can't remember the girl's name, Lucy. looking up at him. Yep. But I'm just laughing because they're all looking at different places. Oh yeah, it's amazingly <laughs> yeah. The, the Photoshop work is not one of them's looking in the right place. It's hilarious. Yeah, but, it's tremendous um, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. why sometimes the fan, why the fan art is sometimes so much better for these things. But it's not bad. It just makes me laugh because. Uh, yeah, I can see what they've tried to do there. But um, yeah, they haven't exactly gone overboard with the extras, but presumably at some point we'll get a Series 10 box set and this will be included. Although I think last time, do you remember the BBC cheekily, they released it singly and then they announced Series 9 and they weren't going to include the Christmas special. <laughs> and people were like, what? I thought it was the complete, I want it. So they eventually gave in and they did include it. But you just never know with the BBC. So if you no. So if you enjoyed it, and you're thinking, oh, I'll wait and get it with Series 10. Just beware, they might not include it. <laughs> it depends what mood they're in. So you might want to buy it singly. Yeah. Don't know what the price is. I suspect it's around about 13 quid or something, or 16, depending on where you're buying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, 13 quid, I suppose. Yeah, around. normally around about that price. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that Photoshop. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and yeah, you can get it on the BBC store now if you want to. If you want to buy it, it's four quid in HD. Oh, they've already got it on there, have they? Yeah, or yeah. apparently if you buy it on iTunes, it's a bit cheaper than that even. So oh, right. have a look around if you're a digital person, if you don't want to have the disc. 
if you're happy mm. to live a digital life, you can get it right now. So you can watch it over and over and over again. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't have to be Christmas. You could, Mysterio is not just for Christmas. Precisely. And I think we'll end yeah. the merch corner with that bit of yep. uh, wisdom and we'll boot the Daleks out into the rain once more. Go on. And right. 2017, our first review is a yeah. Christmas special. The one it just is. gone. Yeah, it's all over. Done with. A year's wait. A year's wait for this one episode. Buddy, what are we reviewing this week? It is, of course, the return of Dr. Mysterio. I'm back. Who are you? The doctor. 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 Uh, the ghost. Who's the ghost? Masked vigilante, but he's super. <gasps> this seems nice. We're here to open your minds. What are those brain things? Yeah, they're in life forms. Hey! Don't do that. Die. Duty calls. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Gary's got his head in his hands. I don't, I can't think why. Oh, brother. Wow. The return of Dr. Mysterio mm. went out on December 25th. It was an hour. Oh, it was an hour. It was an hour long. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by uh, Ed Bazalgette, and it was written by the Moth. Yes. Uh, obviously starring Capaldi as the Doctor, uh, with Matt Lucas as the companion, as Nardole. Uh, yeah, although, how does the Doctor, how does Capaldi say it? He says it different, doesn't he? Nardol. 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 Yeah. yeah, Nardol. Nardol. I can't remember, he said it in the episode, I was like, oh, is that how you say it? Yeah. Almost sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. Mm. Nardol. Nardol, yeah. Yeah, and then it also starred a bunch of other people, which we'll get on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the bat, this was crap, mate. Well, off the bat. It's the first Christmas special I've enjoyed in years. Oh, come on. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. I I did. I, I mean, I hated last year's, but I, I actually quite enjoyed this one. But I know why people didn't. I can totally see why, but no, I enjoyed it. I tell you what, mate. It I'm was, not even joking. I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It wasn't, it wasn't. Okay. It was marginally better than last year's. I hated last year. Uh, no, sorry, not last year. What was the year before? The Nick Frost uh, one. Uh, oh, the last Christmas. Yeah, it was marginally better than that. Mm. Uh, I would say it's on the same par as... Was the River Song one last Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I went in... I, I, do you know when I watched this? When? Monday. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just go... I've only just watched because I, I was in. Uh, well, maybe you weren't in that sort of festive mood. Well, I was going to watch it and then I fell asleep when I was in Canada. Right. But, uh, you know, I told you I had this cool channel over there called Space. Yeah. Well, they were doing a marathon, a Doctor Who marathon leading up to the Christmas special. Now, last, the last time I was in Canada at Christmas, they did literally the whole Doctor Who over the course of however many days from mm. series one through to series eight, the end of eight. And then the Christmas special, I think. 
yeah. this time, all they did was play all the Christmas specials. Oh, fun. So I was sort of who specialed out. Yeah. And I thought, I just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> Especially thought, after we did um, Widow the Wardrobe the other week. Oh, oh. crikey, yeah. yeah. And then sort of every couple of days, I thought, right, I should, I really need to sit down and, and watch the, the Who Xmas special. I really need to sit down. But I just couldn't be. No, I couldn't no be you didn't have to watch it. And then when I did watch it, I thought, what's happened? Oh, what's, mate. What's happened? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, did, what, I didn't have a terrible. There are a couple of bits in it that I thought, yeah, that's quite cool, you know, and that's quite funny. Mm. Surprisingly, I actually quite like Nardo. I thought he was yeah. quite a, <laughs> you know, quite a cool character in this. Mm. Uh, you know, very typical Matt Lucas. You can tell that oh. a mile off, you know, very, very Matt Lucas. Um, yeah. But yeah, just the whole thing, I just thought, what has happened? Were you just sat there thinking disaster? Um, well, not disaster, but I just thought, <laughs> is this the point? Is this where we've come to with Doctor Who where... Right, you know where we we can no longer we we can no longer look forward to a good and the thing that really puzzled me was I think it was mid December when whichever magazine or or blog did a, an interview with with the moth and he said it was going to be one of the most Christmassy Doctor Who specials ever and there wasn't oh, right. and there wasn't a flake of snow in sight there wasn't a, the only thing we saw was a. a crappy little half Christmas tree stapled to a kid's wall <laughs> at the beginning. And yeah, that was I think it. the Christmassy bit was only at the start. I think after that, there wasn't any Christmas, I don't think. yeah, There was no well, Christmas spirit in this one at all, was there? It wasn't, you can't call it a Christmas special. It's just a Doctor Who special. Yeah, I suppose so. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I appreciate that you liked it, mate. So I don't want to Well, I was going to say, I'll, set, I'll set a seat for you, right? So Christmas Day... It's the TV is on, you know, I, I've not got any hopes of hearing it or watching it as, you know, I just sort of wanted it on in the background so I could just get a flavor. Yeah. So it's on in the background. We're all opening our presents. Can't hear a word of it. <laughs> so I've no idea what it's about. No idea what's going on. Um, and obviously, you know, I didn't bother staying off social media afterwards. I wasn't bothered about spoilers at all. I didn't care for red, red spoilers. So I went on and I saw it was a mixed reaction. There's nothing new there. But I was seeing a few fairly positive comments. So, OK, that's good then. Because we both weren't very enthralled by the trailers and stuff, were we? We weren't yeah. e expecting a lot from this at all. Mm -hmm. So I had very, very, very low expectations. Um, Boxing Day, I got up. Um, first thing I did, I got up. I thought, right, I'm going to watch Christmas special. Um, see see what it was like. Uh, I put it on. And I was sat with my partner. I thought, oh, you know, this is going to be, this is going to go down well. I'll see see how long it lasts before he gets up and leaves. And we were both there by the end of it, and we both looked at each other and said, oh, I really enjoyed that. He's like, yeah, so did I, and I couldn't believe it because a I haven't enjoyed a Christmas special in years. I can't remember that the the, la the last Christmas special I enjoyed would probably have been a a David Tennant one where I could seriously say I enjoyed that. Um, I can't remember the last time my partner sat all the way through a Doctor Who Christmas special in years. I literally, I don't think he's lasted more than five or 10 minutes um, before he's got up or got on his phone or whatever, but we both sat there and watched it. Um, and I totally get why you're saying what you're saying because there, I'm surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Right. Right. Because it is incredibly cheesy beyond 
you know, it's oh, beyond yeah. cheesy, right? I get that. Um, and the production values were very questionable um, at times, like the, you know, the backdrops, the flying scenes, like, God, it was pretty cringy. But I just found it fun. And I think the reason I enjoyed it more than I have the last few, I mean, I really didn't like last year's Christmas special at all, the River Song one. The reason I enjoyed it, mate, the bottom line is this, is because it wasn't bogged down in Clara nonsense or River Song nonsense or anything else. It was just, I found it quite a fun, heartwarming story with the Doctor, um, you know, just getting these two guys together and i don't know i just overall i just found it a fun watch and i think what it is is i just went with it i just as soon as it started i knew what we were in for i thought yeah it's just gonna be a real cheese fest okay <laughs> let's just let's just go with that and yeah i just went along with it it may have been that I was in the right mood for it i mean it's not something i would watch you know uh every day <laughs> it's not something i'm not going to go to the you know to the blu-ray section and think oh Dr. Mysterio, let's get that on. But for where I was at the time and everything, I just found it a really enjoyable watch. Yeah. I could just switch off for that hour and, and go along with the ride. That's that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I am pleased. I really didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I but I did. Yeah. Well, at least one of us enjoyed it. Yeah. Which yeah. is good because it's, let's be honest, the Christmas specials with Doctor Who haven't fared very well <laughs> in no, terms I'm... of, um, <laughs> that, let's be honest here. Yeah, the, the and like do- I say, don't don't uh, don't mistake me saying I enjoyed it for me thinking it's great because it certainly wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't a great episode of Doctor Who, but it was. But I just found it an enjoyable one. That's hmm. probably how I would sum it up. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, that's good. I then, really but... didn't know if you'd enjoy. I must admit, I was sat there the whole way through, and I thought this is why I've been dying to talk to you about. It. I thought I wonder <laughs> if Gary wonder what Gary will make of that. Because I think it is one of those episodes, you'll either get into it or you will, it will just do nothing for you. It's just a very, very Marmite episode. The thing, yeah. one, one, I think the main thing that irked me the most about it, there's, there's two things really. The first one was that the, um, the, the guy that played Grant slash the ghost, uh, is it Justin Chatwin? Yeah. Um, I just really, I, I know he, I know he was purposefully meant to act when he was the ghost. He was meant to play that kind of seventies superhero, mm-hmm. you know, where for like, you know, the, 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 the pointing, you know, and the, the cheesy lines and stuff. Yeah. It really didn't. Cause I think that, I think the moths thing was, he was trying to do sort of, um, he was trying to do like a Marvel DC kind of modern superhero story. But then he's made the, the, the hero guy, he's made him like a, he's made him talk and act like a very retro superhero that you would yeah. see in comics and cartoons from, from ages ago. And the, that just, that, that didn't sit right with me. Cause I'm thinking, why is he, why is the moth written him this way? But yeah, he's got him in one of like these super cool looking, you know, shiny leather, you mm. know, superhero costumes and stuff like that. But yeah, he's talking like the old Superman comics from like the the sort of silver era. Yeah, because I think that stuff. was more that was more what the moth was going for, wasn't it? I think yeah. he said it was more of a homage to um to the older style of yeah. of superhero. So like the original Christopher Reeves, 
yeah, where he, you're right, he's sort of dressed up in. But then again, if he'd have walked on in in a pair of blue tights and yeah, <laughs> some green yeah, no. underpants on, you'd have been saying, well, what the hell? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's... It, <laughs> I oh, know it's it's just one of those things that I just I couldn't get my head around. It just didn't gel with me while I was what watching was it. Trying to do. And the yeah. other one was I know that it was meant to be based on the whole superhero thing that's very popular for that's been very popular in 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 the general public for, for a few years now. But there was nothing to me. There was nothing. There was nothing original in here. In terms of that. Because he had just, you know, in previous stories where Doctor Who likes, it does like to pilfer from, you know, other sci-fi. It, it's referenced Alien a few times and, yeah. and stuff like that. But this was a real, there was no originality originality here in the in the story, in the plot around the mm. superhero and so on. Because at the beginning, the Doctor's like, oh, there, there's a gemstone and there's four of them. And they've got these amazing powers and so on. And it's like, hold on, you've literally just watched like all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that's the inf- in Marvel they have four stones called the Infinity Stones, mm. <laughs> you know, and 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 then we have the whole Peter Parker thing where he's in the yeah. school corridor and he's got, you know, and he's like the the nerdy kid who's getting bullied, but he's got X ray vision like Superman, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong. It, I, I completely understand why they were there because, like you said, it's paying homage to, you know, the older, you know, the classic superhero stuff and all that. Mm. But there was just nothing, you know, they're, they're cool little side notes, but there was nothing in the story that made it original. It, it, it's just like a cheesy, it's like an episode of Friends. It's like a cheesy little American soap story with two people yeah. who like... Oh, you know, she obviously like she obviously fancies him, but he's the nanny, and he really fancies her, and mm. you know, there's this little soap opera thing going on, and then you've got this. I don't know what you know the 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 alien brains that that landed and taken over people, and they're gonna they've built this building in the middle of New York that's gonna with the, you know, so when the their ship that they've made into a bomb is going to crash into the earth and wipe everything out this one building in new york is going to be their their hmm. base if you like and with all these other capital cities yeah you know it's it's like well uh, you know and i think may, maybe moff is playing up at that a little bit because i think the doctor does say early on you know at christmas time there's usually an invasion or somebody's yeah that's right know. yeah he did yeah so it was all there it was all there in plain mm. sight you know there was and then that was the problem for me really there was no there was there was no imagination for me when I was watching it. Everything was right. played out as a soap in front of me. Mm. It was, you know? Yeah. It was kind of I didn't I didn't finish watching it thinking, well, hold on. Why did he say that then? That's quite cool. And why mm. did that happen? It was like it's almost like the moth said, look, there's gonna be a lot of kids watching, so we need to paint by numbers. So he does this, she does this, he says this. And he you know, and that that was for me, it was oh, I just can't, I just couldn't get into it, buddy. No. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I, I I know what you mean about it being a bit sort of friends like soap opery. I mean, I quite like the scene when the doctors, um, when it splits into three screens, this is probably the bit you didn't like, but I found that quite funny when they were having the phone call oh, Okay. and the yeah. three of them, and then they have to quickly 
you know get off the phone and it's you know i thought that worked quite well i'll agree with you about the 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 baddie the enemies the aliens whatever they were they're the weakest thing in it for me i really i didn't think they were works particularly well there wasn't much threat at all because it was very much centered around um grant and uh is it lucy Lucy, yep. the, yeah, 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 Grant and Lucy. It's very much based around them and her not recognising and stuff. But I think, I think I, I don't know. I think I just got off to a good start of it because I loved the intro with Capaldi and the kids. Uh, that just, it just got me off to a good start. I thought it was a, just a lovely scene. Capaldi just works really well with kids. He like sparks mm-hmm. off them really well. You know, the fact he's like, you know, and he's like saying, "How old are you now? Thirty-five or something?" and all that. And I've had issues with the way Capaldi's been written and the way he's played it in series nine, but I loved him in this. I thought, right, they finally got, he's got the sharpness of series eight Capaldi, but he's got the warmth of series nine. They finally found a good balance. And so I loved the start. Um, and I liked, I liked the way he interacted with the other characters. I think a lot of people felt he was a bit sidelined in this story. The doctor um, himself. Yeah, yeah, which to an extent I will agree with. I do think, yeah, possibly was a bit. But but I loved the scenes he was in. Um, one of one of the things that surprises me about this is that the Moffat's humour does does quite often fall flat with me. I think last year I didn't find Hudson's River Song funny at all. I thought I thought it, it fell flat as a pancake. But I genuinely smiled and laughed quite a lot throughout this episode. And one of my favourite scenes um, was that scene with the squeaky toy i i loved it when she was like torturing it to get answers out of Capaldi. i thought he was brilliant in that scene and and i just thought it worked really really well in fact i want one of those toys whatever what was he called mr squiffle i don't know you hated it you see i loved all i that. thought that was one of the worst scenes i knew you were gonna say that i loved it oh mate Mr. Squiffle and the fact he was there on the console at the end. No, I loved all that. But why would why would the Doctor be bothered about that though? <laughs> oh, do you, you, oh, I don't know. Why I don't understand. <laughs> That's the uh, yeah. I don't. I can't see. Oh, I, I really. Oh, I loved it. I love that scene. Wow. Is it? I don't know. I don't know if it's Mr. Squiffle, but. The listeners will know what I mean, that toy thing. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I, I don't know. As I said, I don't often find the Moff's humour funny. We, Me and my partner did both raise an eyebrow at the X-ray scene, <laughs> X-ray eyes bit you mentioned. Oh, okay. We were both yeah. a bit like, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? Like school <laughs> kids. I'm not sure what the Moff's thinking right in that. But um, but yeah, no, overall, I found the humour really good in this. It just It just worked for me. Yeah, maybe I was still a bit tipsy. I must I admit, I did find a few bits of it quite funny. Mm. There was a there was the especially Capaldi's reaction to a couple of things. Yeah. So when when Grant and Lucy are talking and he's trying to, you know, the Doctor can see that he's in a real pickle. Mm. Quite in in a couple of conversations where she's questioning him about about date night as well, and he's committed to going on the date with Lucy as the ghost, but also still babysitting the kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the Doctor's thinking, how are you going to get around this, mate? You know, you, and his his facial expression that. sold it. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, and I also liked, I know a lot of people will hate me for this, but I, I, I found Nardole quite amusing. I don't get me wrong. I didn't fall about laughing, but mm-hmm. he did provide a, a little bit of, because uh, uh, he does work reasonably well with the Doctor, I thought, because there was, mm-hmm. I, I thought that his character would be um, just like, really silly 
all the time. But there was yeah, a couple of scenes where he's actually in the TARDIS and he's flying it. He's at the console and he's learned how to fly the TARDIS, clearly. And yeah. He, he's, and he's actually not really phased by the Doctor. I mean, and with, you know, sometimes, especially Capaldi's Doctor, he can be a bit intimidating at times and a little bit mm. uh, almost condescending at times with with companions. But Nardo yeah. just doesn't, he seems to not really be taking any messing from from Capaldi, does he? He's, he's, That's true, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I was quite interested to, uh, I am interested to see how that's going to play out as we get into series 10. But mm. I, didn't, I didn't find, I, I thought Nardo was going to be the worst bit of the entire story. So did I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh my Christ. When, when we first I thought he's going to be hamming it up, he's going to yeah. be grimacing, pulling faces, he's going to be, you know, and he wasn't at all. I think if anything, I think Matt Lucas was reining it in quite yeah. a bit I almost felt like he was holding back and there are times when I almost wanted him to be a little bit more comedic yeah. I thought oh he's, he's trying to be too serious now but but I, I really liked him in it and I, I think you've hit the nail on the head is I like the like the relationship he's got with the doctor in that um he's almost like you can tell that they've become friends he's almost looking out for the doctor because you can tell from the bit at the end when he explains why the doctor's upset so you think oh, okay Nardle's got his back mm-hmm. But but also they they you know like you said he's also not taking any of his nonsense he just ignores it you know um, I mean there was one bit where they're on the spaceship at the end and <laughs> Nardo's uh, screaming like a little schoolgirl and I thought okay so now he's now he's doing the comedy bit but it wasn't it wasn't too much it wasn't as as sort of in your face comedy silly slapstick that I was expecting from him so. I like you. I quite liked Nardle in it. I thought, yeah, okay, I can. I'm on board with it. I can see that he could be a companion now. Let's let's see where they go with it. Yeah, purely yeah. because it's just something different. It's not a. It's something different. Yeah. It's not a love-struck woman following the Doctor around, flirting all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not a. Uh, it's not a jealous male companion because of said woman following the Doctor around. So I think it's yeah. just something completely different, which is what. It what the 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 show absolutely needs right now. Mm. Well, that's good. the thing, though. I mean, even though even though you didn't think much of this episode, um, did you not think it at least felt different, good or bad? It because the last two Christmas specials for me have just felt like the same old, all the Moffat tropes, all the you know all the bog stuff we've been bogged down in series. Anna. this just felt like a standalone. It did feel different to me, good or bad. It felt like he was trying something fresh. May not have worked at every level, but he was doing something new. Like, for example, somebody who hasn't watched Doctor Who for years could quite easily sit and watch this. Um, and they'd either enjoy it or they wouldn't, but they could sit and watch it and follow it. They couldn't sit and watch Last Christmas and, and all that Clara and Danny stuff and the Dream stuff. And, you know, I think this is why my partner enjoyed it. I mean, I can't remember now, but I'm pretty sure he gave up pretty early on with last christmas he was like oh what's happening now and i'm like oh i don't know it's clara and danny and they're in a dream i don't know what's going on um but at least with this somebody who perhaps hasn't watched doctor for a while could sit and enjoy it i think um hopefully anyway yeah i would say so yeah so so for that whether you liked it or not at least the moth tried to do something fresh Yes, I will agree. I will agree with that. It it wasn't your usual run of the mill because the other Christmas specials just felt like an extension of the series that they were attached to. They could have easily just been another episode included within that. Whereas this one, yeah, you're right. It does does feel slightly different to what's been before. Yeah. I mean, River Song gets a mention at the end, but it wouldn't matter if you didn't know because I think Nardle sort of explains 
something about 24 years they've been yes doctor's been away for 24 years which is quite nice because that ties in with the fact that the doctor's been off our screens for years like i've been away but i'm back now mm-hmm. let's get on with things i thought okay that works quite well yeah so yeah let's talk about the, the villains then because we did touch on them very briefly yeah. but mm. so the brain things they've they they were they were in last year's christmas special weren't they yeah i really didn't like him in that i thought i thought they were well, I just thought they're a bit of a rubbish. Yeah, um, they they were Hydra, really. King Hydroflax's um, minions, weren't they? Yeah, if memory serves. And they weren't that great then. No, I really didn't like him in that at all. I didn't think they worked particularly well. Um, for me, they are the weakest part of this special as well. I just didn't think they were. I just don't find them a particularly interesting or threatening villain. Um, I don't get the whole why they need to hide a gun. In their, in their head, head. Yeah. I, it just seems a bit it's just a reason to be a bit gruesome by opening up a head and mm. no i that to me they don't work um i think they're coming back aren't they or no one well, of them escaped at the end didn't it as well, a unit soldier or something yeah well that's the that was a little moth bit in there wasn't it we didn't that didn't need to happen no nah. you know it's just the moth leaving the door open again for something to come back again <laughs> yeah you know later yeah. on um, but nice little reference to Oscar though at the end. Cool. Yeah, Oscar, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's quite cool. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, there were two villains, weren't there? There was the uh, Mister Brock, who was like the who owned the the company. Was it Harmony Shoals? That's it. Yeah. So he's like the big CEO. He's the the man in the suit. And then we had the Doctor guy, Doctor Sim. So Doctor Sim had been his brain had been taken over when we get mm. when we see him in the story, and then very early on. Mr. Brock, he his brain gets swapped, so he gets one of the alien brains in his body, and so on. And yeah, those that couple of scenes I thought were not too bad, where Doctor Sim has sort of you know has trapped him in the lab, sort of thing. But then we have the the very strange thing of the the surgeons just living in the wall. <laughs> or living yeah, in the other true. side, yeah, the, you know, never, never gets explained, does it? These, yeah, who are they? What the hell? I get, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe they mm. were, maybe those guys had had the alien brains inside them, so they could just chill out in the wall. Well, the, the brains with eyes actually made me laugh. I don't think <laughs> they were supposed to, <laughs> but when their little eyes were revealed, I did find that quite funny. Yeah. Um, but I think it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> they did look but, quite. Funny. Well, they just looked a bit funny sat on the shelf with their little eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But we didn't really. I know, I'm, there's only so much you can do, though. I mean, I, I guess they're. I know they, they had a very small part in last year's Christmas special, but they are supposed to be more of like a, an isolated story, aren't they? They're not meant to be a big. You know, they're certainly not the Daleks or Cybermen. No. They're just like, in, you know. I think they're a bit rubbish. They don't even have a name, do they? They don't. Oh, don't think they even have a name. I had a look earlier. I couldn't see a name for them anywhere. No, Moffat hasn't even bothered to give them a name. Yeah, um, no, they're a little bit rubbish. Yeah, and it was just, uh, I mean, that whole side of things. It was stuff that we've seen many times in Who. You know, the alien threat, something going to blow up the Earth. The Doctor yeah. saves the day at the last. You know, it's, and again, they that's were... sorry, go. On. No, I guess they they were very in, inconsequential. Mm-hmm. If that's the word. I I get the impression that the moth really wasn't even interested in writing that part of the story. His main focus was the superhero stuff and that because they they didn't really even need you know it was 
it was so weak that part of the story yeah. of, like what they were trying to do i literally think he threw it in there to give the episode a baddie and and a bit of threat to be honest because mm-hmm. it yeah they did nothing basically pretty much yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm, you're then, not convinced no and then yeah i mean that's and then we had another scene which was referenced referenced straight out of a superhero movie whenever he catches the the alien ship now uh, yeah you know that was from superman returns yeah that was a famous scene that. from that film the that, plane yeah so there was a lot I of did scenes find like that, that ridiculous i gotta be honest yeah. with you i did find that even for a superhero because i mean i found it ridiculous in superman returns <laughs> let alone in this because only two minutes earlier grant had been knocked across the floor by one of those people and the next scene he's holding up a blimmin spaceship with one hand yeah. um so yeah that was a bit silly but mind you we can't really say that as we're talking about a fictional no i mean that's what i mean thing. i didn't it didn't yeah, it didn't bother me, but I did sort of think, God, dear, dear. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about some some other people then. Let's talk about Grant and Lucy. Mm. So Lucy Fletcher, she was played by Charity Wakefield. Good American accent, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it could have. Yeah, it's fine. It could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? We've heard a lot worse. Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> we've heard a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she no, was, she uh, was fine. Yeah. Yeah, she was okay. I mean... Clearly, the Lois Lane character mm. to the Clark Kent slash Superman of of Grant and the Ghost, and yeah. yeah, she was fairly strong. I mean, it, it was quite good to see her standing up to the Doctor and really quizzing him. And all you know, when some people talk you into, you know, people that are cleverer than you are, and when they talk to you, they sort of talk you around in circles. And yeah, you know, my my wife does it to me all the time. If I'm got a surprise planned or or something, she'll start quizzing me. And before I know it, I've told her everything. So, yeah. so, she, yep. so she had that angle on the doctor, you know, she was, he, I think there was a point where he almost gave in as well. I think she was asking him his name and he got to the point where he had to get up from the table and walk away because I think yeah. if he would have stayed there longer, she probably would have got it out of him. But uh, I, I thought the scenes between her and the doctor were okay. And she was okay as a character, but um yeah, I find it weird. I find it strange in these American uh, style, uh, in American movies or American style programs, where what what why is why is it always a case of like a single mum is available to afford a really nice apartment with a nanny in the middle of New York, where the apartments yeah. are probably like a million dollars. You know, the similar in London. If you try and buy a flat in central London, you're looking at a couple of million pounds. Yeah. So I always find it strange in these American things in the middle of New York, you know, really nice single mum, but she's only a journalist and they earn like minimum wage until they get <laughs> on to like, I don't know. It's very cliche. It is really cliche. Yeah. I think with like a lot of things this episode, if you, you just don't look too much into it. <laughs> Do you know what? That otherwise, is, it, otherwise it just all falls apart. Yeah. That is the moral of the tale with this episode. And if anyone's is, listening that hasn't seen it yet, that's probably the best advice I can give you. Yeah. Is uh, just dispend all your belief. Just go with it <laughs> and don't look at any of the details at all. That's it. Watch it as if you're a 10 year old kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yeah. I do think they were trying to get the, in a serious, I do think they're trying to get the younger audience back with this one. Definitely. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Cause that's the big, 
thing that's the major part that they've lost isn't it it's the younger audience uh, mm-hmm. are not watching Doctor Who anymore yeah. so yeah yep. just, just die hard fans <laughs> what did you think to Justin Chatwin then I thought he was alright I again I think because I thought he was going to be awful <laughs> I mean I've not heard of the actor apparently he's been in a few things I've not heard of him but um, I'd heard he was terrible <laughs> um, so I was, I was just expecting him to be rubbish and and really over the top um i preferred him as grant yes. rather than the yep. ghost <laughs> i have to say i mean when he was the ghost i do think he just hammed it up a bit too much um but he's got a big forehead as, hasn't he he has got a big forehead yeah even with that mar- <laughs> silly mask on um but now was grant i thought he was all right i thought again i love the scenes with the doctor there's a bit of male bonding going on there with you know the, the sort of doctor just saying to me you serious you know come on um so i thought he was okay yeah i thought he worked all right he was he as grant he was not too bad but as the ghost he was bloody awful yeah the yeah all those yeah. cheesy lines and the way he's talking and and again the snapping of the fingers and i know yeah, yeah. i mean i and like I said earlier, I understand why it was absolutely on purpose that he was like that. Yeah, but it's just so cringy to watch. You know, it's there was one one line I forget which it was. There was one line, and I just thought I I could I just about handled the cheese up to then. I thought like you, I thought yeah yeah okay they're doing it on purpose. And then towards the end, he said something, and I remember thinking, oh, it's one cheesy line too many that. Like you've you've just gone too far, you know. Um, I forget what it was because he was very cheesy, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was all right. It's just I think they just pushed it a little bit with it. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but he was all right as Grant though. You you know he, he was quite cool. Was the, the geeky fumbling? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that all worked quite well. Um, and let's talk about. So we spoke about Nardo. Well, let's talk about the Doctor then, Capaldi. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon he was like he'd never left? Just well, I I fell back in love with Capaldi yeah. in this episode because you know I've been wavering with him. Yeah. I think I think when we were talking about him leaving recently, I was saying I was ready for a new Doctor. I said, well, I've kind of like he's had two series to get it right. They haven't written him well. His performance said he's turning into a bumbling Doctor. Um, he does remind me of Cushing's Peter Cushing's Doctor when he's doing that sort of hunched <laughs> over shuffling around. I was like, what's happened to him? Where's that strong? Doctor God. Yep. But I really fell back in love with Capaldi in this episode. I, I thought he was charming. I thought he was sharp, direct. Um, maybe I was going to say in control, but he's. Yeah, no, he was actually, because there are scenes when he's just like saying, I'm going to, I'm just going to sort this out now, sort of thing. So, no, I really liked him in this. Um, I've definitely fallen back in love with Capaldi's Doctor. I'm really pleased to say that because. Um, from his little appearance in class, I remember saying to you, I was worried that he'd just lost his way completely and, and was turning into this sort of wise cracking idiot. Um, <laughs> and although he did crack a lot of wise cracks in this, I still, I found his more back to the sharp sort of, um, quite, um, not grumpy, but he's still got that sort of, you know, directness about him, which I liked in the humor, if you like. So yeah, I loved Capaldi in this, got to say really did i said i think he made the episode for me i think that's right. one of the reasons i enjoyed it as much as i did is because i thought capaldi was just wonderful in it really liked him in it yeah what, what did you think well i've got no complaints where capaldi's concerned i thought he was uh, magic 
Yeah. Yeah. I almost view him in the same light as I did with Matt Smith for uh, The Doctor, The Widow and The Wardrobe. I thought he was, you know, in, in, in a bad, in my opinion, a, a weak story and a weak script. You know, he was acting his socks off to, to bring it yeah. back. And I felt like Capaldi was in the same thing for me. He was really going for it and really, mm-hmm. I agree with you, mate. He, he, although he wasn't in control all the time, he did have that sort of authority about him again. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and he, he really did feel like sort of the, the one of the earlier, <laughs> which is horrible to say, but one of the earlier versions that's been written for him. You know, when we enjoyed him back when, uh, it's kind of felt like that again, where he's, it's like, yes, the Capaldi doctor is back. Yeah. If you know what I mean? It's, um, no, I loved him in it. Yeah. He was really, really good actually. And, and and he had that really great way of doing the humor and the serious again, which Mm. he's so good at. Yeah. And I think that's such an important part of when you, when the people who make the show and they're they're thinking about actors who are going to play the Doctor. I'm sure that must be quite high up on their list, is to have somebody that can do the the the, the fun side of things and whichever way you want to do fun, whether you want to do it quirky and clownish like Matt Smith or if you ever want to do it more direct like Tennant did. But mm. Capaldi seems to do it really well where he's got this quite deadpan. Deadpan, um, yes. Yeah, quite deadpan, almost kind of cynical. Uh, sort of humour about him, which is really good. But then he has these little serious moments where, you know, like at the end, you know, where we're talking about River Song and yeah, and so on. So yeah, it's, I I thought he was really really good in this. He can do it with an expression, can't he? Like yes. um, that end scene, he walks in the TARDIS. So he sort of unbuttoned his shirt or something, and he's just. I don't think he even says anything, does he? He's just got that look where he sees Mister Mister Hoffel or whatever it is on the on the console. But it's, he can say it all in a face, Capaldi. It's yeah. just all in that in that weathered face that um you know that shows he's a good actor. He doesn't even need to say anything for you to get what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I loved about it. And he looked. I'm so glad. I mean, I know we're going to see the hoodie in that back in series ten, but <laughs> I'm. It was so glad, good to see him back to his smart doctor. Yeah, I love what he was wearing in this. You know, the jacket, the shirt, and everything. No hoodie, no silly shades. Um, it was just really good to see him back to being that that doctor i thought um i hope we get more of that in series 10 rather than the hoodie because i know we saw the shades in the trailer didn't we and i did groan um <laughs> that he was wearing them i was like oh the shades they are back uh, yeah they are back but at least he was using his sonic in this episode <laughs> as well because he hasn't really used it much has mm-hmm. he that new sonic so yeah. so yeah so capaldi definitely on point i thought absolutely mate yeah mm. uh, anything else you want to mention before we get our scores in no, no. Just I look for your notes. I think we covered it. Um, Murray was still blasting through his music, but it was pretty decent. Um, no, I thought it was yeah, all all good. Hmm. Hmm. So let's get on to scores. These are going to be different, aren't they? Very. Who's? Mm-mm. I think it's. Oh, who's going to go first? You go first, mate. Me go first. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give this a three. A three. And those those three points are Capaldi's, mate. <laughs> oh dear uh, i wish i had one of those squeaky toys i'd be i'd be <laughs> squeezing it at you right now um well i'm going a lot higher i'm going 7.5 out of cool, 10 cool 
I, yeah, I loved it. I'm so pleased as well. I'm, I'm smiling because <laughs> I really thought I was going to hate this episode. I just, I'd written it off before I'd even seen it. So yeah, 7.5 for me. Good stuff. Yeah, that must be one of the most divided scores we've had, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, we're normally a couple of points difference, but it's very rarely that. Uh, yeah. Oh. There we go. There we go. What did you lot think? Uh, let's do an yeah. audio review first. This is um, Adam, the ultimate Hoovian. Ah, uh, Gary and Adam back at it again for 2017. So the return of Doctor Mysterio, I thought was pretty decent, and. I was genuinely surprised I had that reaction. I thought it was a fairly consistent story. I feel like it didn't lose focus at all. It just told one story, well, it told a few stories. The first off, you have the Doctor Nardle trying to uh, infiltrate Harmony Shoal and thwart their evil plans. And that angle was actually quite good. Matt Lucas did a pretty decent job. Um, and I'm quite intrigued to know what they're going to do with him. Um, now that he's not just the but a sound effects character from a husband's very song because he was just a walking sound effects but he didn't he didn't really he felt like more like that lucas peter capaldi is brilliant and i'm so glad they got super batman in this story super batman was kind of cool and that superhero angle was done quite well um yeah pretty decent on the whole here's the 2017 <laughs> cheers ed thank you very much adam yeah he's on the same page as you i think there mate yeah, he enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I th- maybe because we both went into it with such low expectations. <laughs> yeah, uh, over on Twitter, uh, the Crinoid Podcast says, "Ah, oh, great, uh, pretty enjoyable, amusing fluff, which is probably what we need at Christmas." Uh, light years ahead of last year's effort. Mm. Uh, George Garrity says, "A lot of flaws, but with the power of Capaldi and great themes like the fallout uh, of the last episode uh, and the repercussions of the Doctor's actions, this still has hope." Nardole is pretty good, uh, yet still two-dimensional. The ghost isn't as terrible as I thought he would be. Also, nice touch with the villain being in the last episode. Anyway, enjoyable, but flawed, a 6.5. Okay, cheers. Uh, Before we go on to Facebook, let's do a second audio review. This is Joe Sweeney. Hello, Gay and Adam. Hope you're too well and had a good Christmas. So, the return of Dr. Mysterio. It's not a bad Christmas special um, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be for what I saw on the trailer and um, the story itself was quite good and the pacing was okay um, there's a little bit a few issues um, for starters Peter Capaldi um, he did give a fair performance but I just don't like like the way he's written at the moment when he's all light-hearted and more <laughs> bumbling and joking because he, he's because he's acting like the length doctor which is slightly off-putting i'm just hoping in the next series he goes back to be more dark and more brash like he was in series eight um and and matt lucas mm, he's okay but i'm just not completely sold on the reasoning why the doctor chosen nardo to travel with him and because he could have chosen anyone to travel to travel with him if, if he's feeling lonely. So why specifically Nardole? And Justin Chadwin was okay as a ghost, but I'm not too keen on the, the outfit. Um Lucy was quite good. And and the alien um brain swapping thing is is creepy, but I have a feeling that we that we will see them again. 
So overall, okay episode. So I'll give a score of um, a 7 out of 10. And Series 10 looks fantastic. And I can't wait to see Bill, Bill, um, Bill Mackey um, as Bill in action. So see you all in 2017. Take care for now. Cool. Cheers, Joe. Yeah, some good stuff. Good thoughts there from Joe. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Uh, happy 2017 to you also. Uh, yeah. Right, on Facebook, Sammy Satine. She says, Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin flew away. <laughs> Superman lost his underpants flying over the USA. <laughs> Doctor Who is back. The hiatus is over. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't brilliant, but it kept me entertained. Mm. Uh, I liked Nardo. Was not expecting that. I'm intrigued as to why 12 decided to glue his head back on. Uh, actually oh, looking yeah. forward to seeing him in series 10, which shocks me. Uh, the ghost swallowed a crystal. Uh, to be fair, the doctor never told him it was medicine. I'm not sure about the brains. They're weird, much like Justin Chatwin. Uh, the attack eyebrows are back. Yay. Excellent performance mm. from Peter as usual. Uh, yeah. Please stay on for series 11. Pretty please. Mm. And she gives it a seven out of 10. Excellent. Cheers, Sammy. Charlie Turner says, glad to have you guys back. Uh, hope you enjoyed the new year break. Um, so, the Doctor, uh, Return of Doctor Mysterio. Uh, it was okay, I guess. Uh, I hate to admit this, but I kind of liked Nardole uh, mm. when compared to the Husband of River song. The comic panels used in the episode look so horrific that it's almost as bad as Ang Lee's Hulk from 2003. <laughs> uh, but I understand why it was there, uh, trying to make it look like a comic book, um, which mm. is not a bad thing, but it looks out of place. Uh doesn't look horrendous, but by far the biggest problem with the episode, in my eyes at least, is that it didn't feel like Doctor Who at all. Just mm. a superhero cliche drama that belongs in the Marvel or DC universe. Uh, mm. Five out of ten is my rating. I've seen a few people say that. They didn't think it felt like Doctor Who. Mm. Mm. Uh, right, let's do another audio clip, shall we? Uh, now, I was going to edit this one um, because... Oh, it, I know who this is. It, it's, it's from a guy called Ian. Yeah, um, in ages, have we? Yeah, we haven't heard from him in quite a while. And this is the first one. And it's, I was going to edit it down a bit because it's about three minutes long. But it's so hilarious <laughs> that I've, I've chosen to edit. So please bear with it. It's a few minutes. But uh, this is uh, Ian from France. Hi, everybody. This is Ian from France with a quick appraisal of the return of Dr. Mysterio. Another year, another Christmas special to um, look forward to. The plot in brief, a bunch of foodstuffs live a secret life in which they yearn to be freed from their supermarket prison and discover life beyond the aisles. Only little do they know that the only way out is down the eager gullet of a hungry human. Oh no, hang on, that's the plot of this year's adult animated comedy Sausage Party, which was funnier, more intelligent and more worthwhile of existing than the yearly crap fest we get served up with our Christmas turkeys. And considering that's a film starring the humour vacuum known as Seth Bloody Rogan, the bar is pretty darn low. No, instead, we get some cobbled together nonsense about a superhero's unrequited love. In the starring role was someone by the name of Justin Chatwin, who appears to be the result of a parallel universe version of David Cronenberg's The Fly, in which David Tennant and Hugh Grant inadvertently get gene spliced in a ghastly telepod experiment. The only saving grace was that he wasn't turned inside out, although at least that might have been funny. Here's the major problem for me. 
trying to pastiche the superhero genre in the wake of such quality, genre-bending fare as Kick-Ass and more recently Deadpool seems like pure folly, especially when done with the subtlety of a six-foot-five bearded man trying to do an impersonation of Kylie Minogue simply by stuffing a medium-sized cushion down his tracksuit bottoms. This was infantilised, lowest common denominator tripe that genuinely made me angry and, once again, left me questioning whether I will ever watch Who again. Why put myself through this when I can just put on my old battered DVD copy of City of Death instead? But I will. We all will. Like gormless gannets being fed semi-digested herring from our mother's beak. We'll suck it up as long as they keep churning it out. Good God, sometimes I hate this life. Merry Christmas, everyone, until the new series arrives. Oh, and don't get me started on that trailer. Could the new companion look any more irritating if she tried? Heaven help us. <sighs> okay, bonne année, mes amis. À prochain. Au revoir. <laughs> wow, I think he loved it. <laughs> Uh, oh crikey i think um i think he should do his own podcast uh i think he'd <laughs> no to be fair it's ian had given up um is it ian, isn't it ian yes yeah because uh because i remember we haven't heard from ian for a while because i think he gave up on doctor who and he've obviously decided to just you know this was the episode where he would just dip a toe in and see what it what's happening with it nowadays <laughs> i can't imagine what he was like for christmas day oh so funny thank Cheers, you very Ian. much and when you first sent that through Ian, i don't think i've laughed so hard at uh, at someone's review before i was listening to it last night and i was <sighs> thinking i wonder if gary's gonna play this whole thing or if he's gonna sit there and try and edit it because <laughs> oh. we normally do ask that people keep reviews to under a minute don't we yeah. or is it under for yeah, under a but minute, i did yeah. i did laugh i'm like you yeah. i thought oh brilliant oh thank you very much ian yeah. that was awesome right um <laughs> where are we right back on facebook neil monday says i really enjoyed it it was perfect uh family christmas evening viewing it was funny entertaining and a good fun watch uh the story wasn't exactly original but it was enough to keep me watching. I really enjoyed Nardo. Uh, he was a great comic addition to the Doctor's adventures. Capaldi brilliant as ever. And his little speech referring to losing River was a really beautiful moment. Uh, eight out of ten. Can't wait for series ten. Oh, cool. Danny Brown. Very good light-hearted episode of Who. Uh, no one can call this a rip-off of the original Superman movie, as it's clear they were paying uh, homage uh, to it and not ripping it off. Sometimes mm. Doctor Who fans just have to enjoy good telly and not get wound up in the pointless details. 7.5. 7.5, same as me. 7 point, yeah. Uh, Jeff Waddle says, uh, I haven't really enjoyed many of the Xmas ones and really wasn't looking forward to Nardole, who is just Strax, really, with sarcastic one-liners. Uh, but this was better than expected. Capaldi on mm. top form, not a brilliant episode, but fun with, a good, uh, with enough going on to make it uh, one of the better Christmas ones. Nardo kept a minimum. Uh, you can see how a lot of him, a lot of him would be uh, wearing. I hope they managed to tone down the new companion. From what I've seen, the never-ending questions and dumb act could easily be too much. Uh, but he gives it eight out of ten. Yeah, I feel the same, Jeff. Actually, yeah, spot on. More audio clips. This is Dean Jones. 
Hello everyone and Happy New Year! So, the return of Doctor Mysterio. That was completely and utterly meh. Yeah, um, that's kind of the, re- the reaction I've got with this episode. Um, the plot and the superhero aspect, it was fine, but it didn't really do anything new. It just stuck with the cliches and that was it. It didn't really subvert, uh, subvert them. Um, the performances range from decent Capaldi to absolutely cringeworthy. Cough, just in ca- uh, chat went, cough. <laughs> um, um, Nardole, I didn't hate him, but what was the point of him being in this episode, really? And... The Doctor didn't really do all that much. I mean, Capaldi was good, but he didn't add an awful lot to the story. Um, And the ending, I would have liked a hell of a lot more had Stephen Moffat not said that it was River Song, um, because I would have appreciated the um, subtlety of it all. Um, The villains are pretty cool. Um, that's kind of all I've got to say on The Return of Doctor Mysterio. It's a very meh episode. Um, it's slapped down in the middle for me in terms of rating. I give this a 5 out of 10. So, uh, catch you all next time, and so long for now. Straight down the middle. Cheers, Dean. Yes, down the middle there. Cheers, mate. Uh, Kevin Mullin says, Hate the first five minutes of slapstick comedy, but once it settled down, it was great. Uh, as a Christmas special, it worked brilliantly. I certainly want, uh, wasn't expecting to enjoy the return of Nardo, but Matt Lucas was brilliant, with his finale speech being a highlight of the episode. Uh, if the Doctor, the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe scored a big fat zero for me, this scores a very respectable 7.5. Quite possibly Ooh. the best Christmas special we've had. Yeah, same as me. Yes. Uh, Mark Atkinson. I really quite enjoyed it. Giggled, <laughs> giggled and laughed throughout. Capaldi was playing the Doctor at last, and the script was witty. Uh, it was uh, very cheesy, and some of the flying effects were poor, but I could look past all that. Uh, I'd hate Who to be like this every week, but as a one-off uh, Christmas romp, it worked a treat for me. Eight point, sorry, eight out of ten. Is that you or the Southern Comfort and Lemonade talking there, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> no, cheers, Mark. Cheers, buddy. Uh, George Coppen, uh, better than I expected. Uh, I like the, uh, uh, the title, and Capaldi is brilliant. Interested to see more of Nardo. And the aliens in this story were in last year's Xmas special, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I still don't think Capaldi has had a memorable Xmas special, uh, but I can't wait for series 10. Uh, this gets a 6.5. Okay. Yeah, Miles McKenzie. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and New Year. Uh, I had very low expectations for this and after seeing the awful trailer, uh, but the episode itself is fun, enjoyable and fantastic. Uh, the cheesy lines fit into the story as Grant did grow up reading the comics. Uh, I love the Doctor talking about how Spider-Man sh- uh, should have got radiation poisoning. Uh, Grant was a likable character. The brain creatures are okay, but could have looked better. The mention of Osgood brings me hope that we see her in series 10. Mm. Uh, I love the surprise trailer at the end. It reminds me of the Tenant specials. Can't wait to see the yes. Doctor, Bill and Nardo in series 10. 8.5. Yeah, cool. Russ Hilton, sadly, in years to come, this will be remembered in the same breadth as in the Forest of the Night and Love and Monsters. At Ooh. best, a two out of ten. 
Harsh. Harsh. Uh, Joseph Howarth, to be honest with you guys, <laughs> I really wasn't looking forward to this one um, because of what you said before the, on the podcast. And when I first heard the concept of Doctor Who covering superheroes, I thought, oh dear God, here we go. Uh, it's going to be the Husbands of River, River Song type special. Uh, watched it. It was quite good. Not the best thing to come out of the new series, but it's still uh, relatively decent. Uh, I liked uh, the return of Doctor Mysterio. The best way to describe this special is basically the Christmas equivalent of Robot of Sherwood. Uh, it's a fun adventure with a fam- familiar sort of plot. Nardo is tolerable and Capaldi was great. Uh, seven out of ten. Okay, yeah, fair enough. James Hutton says, I thought the return of Doctor Mysterio was awesome. Best ever, even better than the Husbands of River Song. Nice to see the Doctor happy because he has been through a lot. Nardo was okay, not as annoying as I thought he would be, and the superhero element worked really well, even if the Doctor couldn't do much. Cannot wait for Series 10. Uh, he gives it a ten out of ten. 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, Adam Bryden says, not a bad episode, uh, but not a good episode. It's somewhere in the middle. The characters do feel like a rip-off of Superman Clark Kent, a Lois Lane thing, and the setting does feel like Metropolis from, from DC Comics. And Nardo, I don't mind him. However, I feel like we needed to see something from Husbands of River Song in this episode. It was something missing overall. I don't mind the concept. I just don't like the superhero hammer to the face. Um. Mm. Uh, with the Captain America, Flash, and Superman references, etc., uh, gives it a five out of ten. Okay, middle of the road. Yep. And last couple here, Jason Thayer. I enjoyed it. I want to see more of the Ghost. I wish Nardo had more to do, though. I'm trying to give him a chance. Stan Gallagher said, "I liked it. Good to have uh, Who back." Seven out of ten. And Lewis Palmer says, "It was okay. Everything with Doctor and Nardo surprisingly was great, and I felt Capaldi was excellent, especially mm. with Young Grant at the beginning." Uh, the comic book fan inside me was jumping for joy at all the in-jokes and references. The speech at the end was also a nice moment. However, I found myself bored and disinterested as soon as Grant and Lucy's home life got introduced. Hmm. Um, the mo- uh, Let's have a look. Uh, uh, the speech at the end uh, was a nice moment. However, I found myself... Oh, I've already said that, haven't I? Uh, I really wanted to set fire to that toy that Lucy kept squeezing. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, not no. a fan of the squishy thing there. Oh, no. He said it was so annoying. I realised it was supposed to be cheesy in the same vein as a Superman movie from the 70s, but that film also had its serious moments, which added to the stakes. And unfortunately, I did not feel that with this. It's a nice idea that Grant always wanted to be a superhero and the crystal finally let him do that. Overall, it was certainly interesting, but I'll give it a five, as it really felt like a story of two halves to me. I'm open to the next series. It looks cool. Yeah, okay. And our last audio clip, this is from Owen Daly. Hi again, Adam. Hope you're all well and wishing you two a very, very happy new year. So, the return of Doctor Mysterio, wow. That was a bad episode. So, after being having no Doctor Who for 2016, which I was fine with, I was expecting the story to be a little bit better. Um, just seeing all these trailers, I, was, I knew it wasn't going to be great, but what we were given was just woeful. It looked camp, cringy. The budget was awful. The monsters were the exact same as Husband's River Song. Nardole, he shouldn't have been in it, but he didn't serve any use to the plot except giving stupid one-liners. And frankly, all the acting was pretty poor, except for Capaldi and I think the actress who was Lucy. I thought those two were pretty good. Um, one thing I did like was the kind of shadow of River in the story, that the Doctor was sad after the 24 years he spent with her, which I'm happy with him being in love with River, because it actually is love instead of the Doctor and Clara being in love. It is love. Um, but I hated it when it was shoehorned down her tropes when Nardo was like River Song was a name. It was just stupid. I he didn't have to shove it down her throats. Yeah. But one thing this story did for me most was kinda of make me wonder, is this my show anymore? Is am I the target like is this show for me? Because 
I've loved the big finish, loved the classics, loved Torchwood this year, but I've hated Doctor Who in the last two years, so I'm really, really worried about the show at the moment, and Series 10 doesn't look any better. But yeah, so Happy New Year. I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 10. Uh, not very good. Uh, see you. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Not, not feeling not it. Not happy. Not no. feeling it, no. Cheers, no. Did you have any reviews or anything on the Geek's Handbag? I did, yeah. I think... Um, a couple of them were the same commented on both pages uh, unusually so I'll try and miss them out but if you hear a name you've done just go next yep. um, but also just quickly before I read these um, I forgot to ask you were you disappointed in the explanation for Nardal having his body back it's just the fact that the doctor it was like done in a throwaway line wasn't it like he's like yeah. oh yeah I just you stitched my head back on that was it yeah I imagine that was just the setup. You think we're going out in series 10? Yeah. Uh, We shall see. Okay. So, uh, Thomas Scott, he says, um, the return of Dr. Mysterio. Well, it's a Moffat special. So I went into it with no hope, but I have to say, I really enjoyed it and loved Matt Lucas and Peter Capaldi. My only downside is I did not enjoy the romance side as I thought it needed more time to work better. Uh, Thomas gives it a seven out of 10. And I'm just going to have to find my Facebook post because I did it straight after the episode. So it's a fair way back on my feed. So on Facebook, yeah, we had a few. Yeah, let me know if uh, we had any of these. So Ryan Anthony said, not bad at all. So glad to see Doctor Who back on TV. The cast was good. The storyline didn't leave me bored that much, which is surprising for an Xmas special. The teaser for Series 10 looks great, he says. Uh, Kevin Mullen, a bit slow at the beginning. We've had him, him, haven't we? Yeah. Martin Asquith says uh, really enjoyed it and a superhero angle was much more plausible than expected overall he would give it an 8 out of oh 8.5 out of 10 he okay. says the new series looks very slick and looking forward to more of Matt of course and the introduction of Pearl as Bill Jonathan Dolan says very boring it wasn't sold on the idea from the trailers from the start it just lived up to my expectations of typical mindless Christmas runaround oh dear Andrew Maul says based on the first half hour i would give it three out of ten however i felt (laughs) that it did pick up for the second half so i would rate it a six out of ten overall he says greg taylor not as bad as i thought it would be series 10 trailer looks naff though pearl seems rather irritating matt lucas and her are going to be interesting yeah i'm wondering how that's going to work um jeff kennel says really enjoyed it liked what i saw in the trailer too looking forward to seeing my mate Pearl in action. I think that's because Jeff met her at the stage <laughs> door about 20 times. Yep. Oh, is a surname. Eric Huyinga, I think, says, I like the American spin to it. Looking forward to the next episode. Aidan Gooch thought it was going to be crap, but I really enjoyed it. Matt Lucas was good. Jace Walker loved it. Exceeded my low expectations. Looking forward to series 10. Just got a couple more here. Jamie Ferguson, not good for a Christmas special, awful for an episode after a, y- a long, a year-long break. And why, Nardle, why? <laughs> uh, but I think series looks okay, so not so impressed. Joe Sweeney, we've had. Ash White, very good. People need to stop moaning, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Jace Howes, I was expected to hate it, but I loved it, he says. Callum Johnson um, says that the kid that played Grant was just awful. Oh, he's all right. Oh. Uh, Charlie Turner, we've had. Paula Black, liked it a lot. Danny Brown, we've had. Adam Time, Lord Fishwick, little bit disappointed, but it was okay. But Series 10 looks amazing. And finally, Matt Whelan comes in with one word to sum it up. He simply says, crap. 
So, <laughs> wow. so uh, quite a lot. Yeah, I posted that straight after the episode. So we got quite a few comments. Yeah, I think people were just letting off, venting off a bit of steam. But one thing that surprised me from all our comments um, is the amount of people that are now looking forward to seeing Nardle because he'd become a bit of a running joke on Twitter. I think people are like, oh, Nardle's back. Oh, Nardle's going to be awful. These people are warming to Nardo now, so hopefully he'll be quite good in Series 10. Hmm. Yeah. Certainly, uh, I wasn't expecting him to be. I, I was expecting real kind of over-the-top so was silliness I. Yeah. and stuff, but he was actually all right. I was expecting yeah. sort of little Britain-style, really in-your-face, mm-hmm. yeah, humour. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him, actually. Good time. So I think that was quite uh, split, but surprisingly, and the only reason why I say surprisingly is because normally the Christmas specials aren't reviewed that well. But um, uh, no. we, had a, we had a few low scores in there. But surprisingly, quite a few people enjoyed it, which is a good yeah. thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I'm, yeah, it's very surprising. Maybe uh, next Christmas I'll watch it after I've had a few, uh, after I've had a few <laughs> brewskis. That's it. Have a, have a Southern Comfort and, li- and Lemonade like Mark <laughs> Atkinson. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're going to do that, mate, for episode one, two, three. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and sticking with us as we go through the recent Christmas special, mm. the return of Doctor Mysterio. Thank you so much for sending in your audio clips and taking the time to do that and post on Facebook and Twitter and so on. It's very awesome. Awesome source, as they say. Awesome source, yeah. yeah. Uh, remember too, if you're one of our uh, budding artists out there, uh, who listen to the show, we will put a link to the uh, the Penguin book that's out later on this year so that you can get your artwork submitted. You don't want to miss out on that one. Sounds good. That one. Well, <laughs> here we go. Uh, and remember, we've now given you the, the details for the Christmas special on Blu-ray. So that should have mm. whetted your appetite to go and get stuck into the hours and hours worth of special features. Yes, all two of them. All two of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, next week, uh, we're going Ooh, yeah, to we're gonna kick off with Classic Who as our regular review, and it's a first Doctor One. What are we going to do next week, buddy? Yeah, next week we're going all the way back to the beginning. It's <laughs> the We're going to be reviewing An Unearthly Child. Wow. Yeah. What a great way to kick off the year. Wow, yeah, it will be. So look out for the Facebook post for that. Head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.com. You can listen to all the previous episodes there. Plus, you can link off to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And you can also subscribe in iTunes. And if you do listen to us on iTunes, if you could give us a review and a rating, if you've got two minutes, that would be fantastic because that really helps us out loads. Uh, remember to check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Do yeah. a search for that over on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. Plenty of good, 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 good videos over there. Yeah, lots of new stuff planned for the new year. I love it. Good stuff. Right, we will see you guys next week for episode 124. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. (laughs) Oh, God. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, uh, Uh, I was way off there. 
Oh. Ready? <laughs> uh, uh, Lottie! Lottie. Lottie.